Dom dooby doo dom dom. Comma comma dom dooby doo dom dom. Comma comma dom dooby doo dom dom. Breaking up is hard to do. Hello, this is Dr. Zlob, and I am full of vim and vigor, I think. I just, I'm sitting here looking at a, a picture of steely-eyed Henri Silva uh, pointing a very large uh, revolver at somebody. I don't even know what that, that's from the Silva and Gold webpage. Uh, I don't know what movie that's from, though. It looks like he's standing in front of a fucking school bus but I don't think he is. He's got a nice uh, semi, not really a leisure suit because the colors aren't like pastel, um, but he looks pretty sharp there. Um, has a, uh, what looks to be like some kind of a suppressor or I don't know, like a uh, maybe a muzzle flash uh, something or other on the end of that uh, nug that looks like it has about a 10-inch fucking barrel on it. Henry Silva. Yeehaw. Um, I am just, we just went for a walk. It's very nice out. I love the, uh, the uh, cool weather. Uh, enough, uh, warm enough to wear like shorts, but um, <clears throat> cool enough that the, there aren't a million bugs out and, um, you know, where you get sweaty and feel like shit. Um, let's see, what are we doing here? I misspelled happy on Deborah Winger's birthday uh john tech uh did i yeah i put hapoy so i need to edit that daddy-o edit post um but anyway deborah winger is 68 years old she looks good and um you know she was always a cutie i liked her in um uh, the two that i remember well terms of endearment uh, Officer and Gentleman and uh, Urban Cowboy are the ones that I remember most from. Let's look at Deborah Winger. Deborah Moo! Winger. I just almost said, I wonder if she's related to Wings Houser. <laughs> Derp. Yes, I am not that smart today. What's this movie? Born in 1955. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? She was a precocious five foot four. Okay, she's she's a little little chick, chickadoodle. Uh, her she her father named her after actress uh, his favorite actress, Deborah Paget. My dad knew a guy named Dave Paget, and he was about he. If I mean I was just a little kid, so he probably seemed really. Uh, he was big anyway, but like my dad's six foot three and this guy I think was bigger than my dad, but he weighed about like 400 pounds. He, he was kind of like the Yukon Moose Cholock of, uh, Marietta, Ohio. Let's see here. Uh, Wonder Woman. Okay. I think she played, uh, yeah, she played Wonder Girl. Um, Diana Prince's uh, little sister. So I do remember that, but that was when she was really young, younger. Good, 20 years old. Well, 19 or 20. Slumber Party 57. I didn't see that. Uh, let's see what else we got. Urban Cowboy, where she played uh, Sissy. Um, 
And I guess they offered that role to Sissy Spacek. It says when Sissy Spacek said no to playing the character Sissy in Urban Cowboy, almost every young actress pursued that role. Um, she was really good in that. that I, I like that movie a lot. It, it, it brings back a lot of memories. It, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff in it that I think is funny as shit. Like when uh, Travolta hits Scott Glenn's character in the back of the head with a uh, uh, big hamburger. That's pretty funny. Uh, let's see. Let's see. She also remained grateful to her director, James Bridges, for threatening to quit if he didn't cast her. Okay, and I was just telling somebody the other day, I have not seen um, uh, Cannery Row. Now, this says she followed it up with a flop, Cannery Row. I have not seen that movie. Um, it's got, I think, Nick Nolte and Busey. I, I need to watch that one. Let's let's bookmark that, Daddy-O. I need to seek that one out soon because I, I uh, written by John Steinbeck, so there you go there, you know. David S. Ward. What else did he do as the director? <coughs> Excuse me. It's outside, so I probably have a little bit of a little bit of Pauleno. Uh writer and director known for The Sting, which I liked. Uh Paul Newman and Robert Redford. That's a really good movie. And uh Robert Shaw. You can't leave him out of that movie. That he was great in that. Major League Two. I like Major League One. Major League Two was kind of meh. Sleepless in Seattle. I always get that one um, screwed up with, uh, let's see, Sleepers in Seattle. And what was the one? Um, You've Got Mail. I think that was, wasn't that Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan also? Uh, Nora Ephron. But those that, those both were good. I mean, you know, for, a, you know, being like a, a lighthearted kind of a romantic comedy kind of a deal there. That one and uh, when Harry met Sally was a good one too, you know movies that you could go see with you, with your wife or girlfriend or with another or your mom or whoever, and uh, still enjoy it. Um, this is what, Sleepless in Seattle. It's got a good cast. Rita Wilson, that's a uh, Hanks's Hanks's significant other. Hanks, Victor Garber's always good. Uh, Carrie Lowell. That was, at one time, I don't know if they're still married or not, her and Richard Gere. She was in the one James Bond movie with, um, oh, what's his face? Was it Pierce Brosnan or was it uh, Timothy Dalton? Five foot ten. She was a tall drink of water. She was on uh, Law and Order, and I really liked her on there, too. But mostly from License to Kill. That was Timothy Dalton. Which also had Wayne Newton in it, and um, was that? Did that one have? Uh, um, I was no, uh, Talisa Soto. For some reason, I was thinking it was Raquel Welch's uh, daughter, but it's not. Uh, Robert Davy was always really good. Uh, uh, you know, I'd like to see him and like Edward James almost guys with like kind of a uh, ruddy, pity um, uh, complexions. Not just play bad guys, but play like a, uh, like a love, like a, not just like a cop or anything, but like in a kind of a love story or something. Everett McGill was usually good as a baddie. Anthony Zerby, Frank McRae, he was in uh, a bunch of stuff, including that uh, lockup movie with Stallone and Paradise Alley with Stallone. And uh, let's see, Wayne Newton, of course, I said before, Benicio, young Benicio Del Toro was a real. 
uh, sleazy kind of a uh, killer in, um, in License to Kill. Ding, 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 ding. Don Stroud. Uh, he's always good. So that had a really good cast in it. Directed by John Glenn. Obviously not the astronaut. Snort. I'm so funny. Let's see, what did John Glenn do? A couple of uh, James, Jimmy Bond movies. As a director, he was missing you with a view to a kill. Uh, let's see. Director, previous. Man in a Suitcase. That was a TV series. I don't know what that was. Uh, Octopussy, For Your Eyes Only. I like both those. View to a Kill, I like that one. I haven't seen View to a Kill in a long time, and I still, I have never seen Octopussy. I have it on VHS, and that's probably one of the only James Bond movies that I've never seen. And I don't know why. I, I just missed it at the theater, and I, I actually, like I said, I have it, but I just, for some reason, have not have never watched it. Uh, aha, or aha, Living Daylights movie video. Talking away. <clears throat> Got phlegm in my throat. I don't know how much to say. I'll say it anyway. Checkered Flag TV movie. Well, who's in that mother freaka? Billy Campbell, Robert Estes, and nobody that's... I recognize, well, Robert Forrester, I recognize him, of course. Pernell Roberts, who played Adam on Bonanza. Uh, this is a TV movie, though, about race cars. Unsold TV pilot about two young race car drivers uh, compete on and off the track. Okay, so it was unsold, so maybe that's why I've never heard of it. Goo. Iron Eagle 2, Aces, or Iron Eagle 3. I saw Iron Eagle 1. I'm not sure if I saw Iron Eagle 2 or 3. We went that I uh, saw Iron Eagle in um, uh, the theater back when I was in, I think, high, was that high school? No, 1992. Oh, this is Iron Eagle 3. So um, This one has uh, the former Miss Olympia, Rachel McClish, in it. Uh, so I do remember seeing or hearing about this one because she was in it. And she was a good look. And that was back before, like, women's bodybuilders looked like uh, fucking genetic drug experiments. Horst Burkholz from Magnificent Seven is in Iron Eagle 3. And Sonny Chiba, Mitch Ryan. Hmm, nice cast. Let's see who else. Ray Boom Boom Mancini. Hurry on, hurry on home. Boom, boom, Mancini's fighting Bobby Chacon. That was... What's his name? <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Ah, Werewolves of London guy. Snort. Christopher Columbus, The Discovery. Was that Marlon Brando? Yes, Marlon Brando, Tom Selleck. I missed that one. I think, yeah, Marlon Brando plays the Inquisitor Torquemada, who there was a professional wrestler that they uh, named Torquemada instead of Torquemada or 
Tomas D. Torquemada. Tom Selleck as King Ferdinand. I mean, maybe this is good. I don't know. But, um, you know, Rachel Ward, she was hot. But uh, as I've said before on the show, my dad said she had big feet. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Benicio Del Toro, who we just talked about, and Robert Davey. Again, this has a nice cast, but uh, maybe one of these days, let me let me uh, let me bookmark it. Maybe one of these days, I will watch this. What did it get as a rating? Four point four out of ten. Maybe not. Watch. Let's see. Is there any kind of good gossip on this one? I'm sure there is. Hate to just be an IMDb kind of a uh, looking at IMDb here for the podcast, but still, I'm learning as you are too because I don't know anything about this movie. Even before its release, Marlon Brando was asking that his name be removed from the credits. <laughs> Let's see. Well, here's a good reason, though. This is because Brando was big in um, uh, Native American rights and um, indigenous people's rights, even like in South America, too. Uh, Brando was upset that the film failed to portray Columbus's complicity in the genocide of Native Americans. So I can see his point there. I was just going to say, you know... Uh, uh, the whitewashing of um, Christopher Columbus for so many years is finally kind of, uh, you know, becoming um, exposed, if you will. Like every Columbus Day, people, you know, still, you know, say, want to call it uh, Indigenous uh, People's Day or something like that and talk about what a piece of shit Crisco Columbus was. Heavy robes and cloaks Marlon Brando wore in the movie were to hide the radio equipment used to feed him his lines and directions through the film. That's one thing about Brando that is, I mean, I don't know if I would say disappointing. It's up to him and if the people were willing to pay him the money and some of the best performances he did, you know, there were cue cards on the ceiling on Robert Duvall's fucking chest and, you know, stuff like that. And he still gave great performances, but still, I don't know. I probably couldn't remember all those lines either. So what am I? What am I talking about? Okay, so nothing there. Let's see. I wanted to see what the uh, if it had something about the reaction. I think that's usually on. There's a reason this has drifted into obscurity. Somebody wrote. I think it's on Wikipedia, where they usually have uh, what kind of a reaction it got. Other, I mean, not just reviews, but let me see here. Wiki. Christopher Columbus, The Discovery. I wonder if any of you guys have seen this. We should have like a, um, not a watch party, but a just a, um, a get-together on Skype or something and record it. I thought about that before, you know. I, I remember when uh, back in the day, like El Goro and Several of us would get online and, oh, this is in German. Wait a minute. Why is it in German? Mach schnell. Say it anyway. I gotta do something good. I gotta do something good. Johnny, you're so funny. Um, my grandma used to always say, you'd meet a nice girl if you'd quit acting so stupid. Grandma. I'm in grandma's house right now, so. Tough luck, grandma. I may be stupid, but I'm in your house. Um, let's see. I don't want German. 
bro. Superstar Billy Graham died. Wayne Coleman, who was a uh, very famous professional wrestler that like Hulk Hogan and all these people kind of stole their um, gimmick from of the big blonde, really muscled up guy. He was like the, one of the first wrestlers that was a, like a big steroid guy, but had just like a phenomenal phys physique. Uh, there is a, some movie um, uh, tie-in to superstar Billy Graham because he first met like Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, when Arnold had only been in the United States for like two weeks and Arnold inducted him into the WWE Hall of Fame. Plus, Superstar's, I think Superstar's daughter, uh, Arnold, is the godfather to Superstar Billy Graham's uh, uh, daughter. Let's see. So he passed away, I think he was like 78, but he's had a long uh, time of lots of health issues from, I think a lot of them had to do with doing those steroids kidney problems, having to have uh, kidney uh, transplants. His bones just uh, crumbled like his, in his spine, his ankle, his hips. Uh, and that's from doing steroids from uh, that when they, if you do them a lot, uh, the uh, blood flow to your bones um, start just breaking down and you're, and you know, I think he said when they went in, to, I think for his ankle <clears throat> and his hip, uh, you know, and eventually did replacements. They said it was just like dead bone. Columbus. Fuck you, Christopher Columbus. Okay, here we go. Reception. That's what I want. Lawsuits. Director Ridley Scott had considered making Christopher Columbus into a movie, but instead adopted a rival project produced by Elaine Goldman, 1492, The Conquest, Conquest of Paradise. Was that Gerard Depardieu? Yes. And uh, Armand uh, Asante and Sigourney Weaver. I haven't seen that one either, so let me bookmark that too. I saw the Werner Herzog uh, movie with um, Klaus Kinski. <laughs> Agiri, the wrath of God, sort of a sort of a similar subject matter, I guess. Gulp, that's some good um, fruit drink. Let's see. Uh, the Salkins filed a lawsuit against Scott, alleging that the director stole ideas from the project. Forty million dollars in damage was sought. Okay. Six months after filing a lawsuit against Scott, uh, the Sulkins um, decided to abandon it. It got a golden raspberry for the worst uh, supporting actor, Marlon Brando. That's kind of funny. Burp. Um, the film was not a commercial success. It grossed uh, $8 million against its $45 million budget. I would say that's a flop. Brando's performance in particular was singled out as his worst. Roger Ebert, with this uh, sentiment, was giving the movie one out of four stars. The movie makes one of history's great stories and treats 
uh, it in a such a lackluster manner that Columbus' voyage seems to be an endless as endless to us as it does to his crew. I think it's funny. I, I don't know why I should say this, but like that Tom Selleck is in it. So it would be funny if Tom Selleck was playing like a Magnum PI character. Yeah. Maybe it wouldn't be fun. To me, right now, it'd be funny. Uh, let's see. Space Precinct, that's a TV series. The Point Men, that looks like what's-his-face from uh, Highlander. Yes, Christopher Lambert. What's this? Okay, The Point Men, 2001, rated R. Sometime after their botched operation to capture a known Palestinian terrorist, a team of Israeli agents starts to get killed off one by one. Their leader must get to the bottom of things before the killer's plans are complete. Uh, directed, of course, by John Glenn, who was, who, you know, we were just kind of rabbit-holing. Stephen Hartov and Avi Nesher are the writers. Let's see who else is in this. Carrie Fox. Uh, Christopher Lambert. Well, I don't know anybody in this. What's the deal? 4.3 out of 10. This is uh, right up there with Christopher Columbert. Carrie Fox. Is she a fox? Shallow grave, down river. Hmm. Is she unknown to me? I remember Samantha Fox, the uh, singer and also the one that was the porn star from way back in the like early 80s, probably. Night of the Red Hunter. This is uh, Carrie Fox. Who else? What else was she in? Tales from the Crypt. She played Dolores. Welcome to Sarajevo. That was a Woody Harrelson movie. I have that one, but I don't think I've watched it. Or if I did, I don't remember watching it. Uh, Shockers, TV series, Fanny and Elvis. Hmm. Maybe I should look at some pictures because I can't place her. This woman, she was in a lot of stuff, so I met, let's see, Carrie Fox. Let me look her up. I don't know how much to say. I say it anyway. Ah. Hmm. I would think, like, you know, you would think her being in so much stuff that um, there would be, like, one thing I would see and be like, oh, shit, okay, she was the one that was in this. But I'm not seeing anything. Little Joe? Never once gave it away. Everybody had to pay and pay. Okay, enough Carrie Fox. She, uh, uh, you know, she's good enough actress that she she's worked on a lot. And maybe I need to uh, just find some of her stuff and watch it. Walking Dead. She plays Elsbeth Varley in one episode. So that wasn't a lot. Hmm. Last tattoo. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know anything that she's in, really. Christopher Lambert. I know what he's in. Highlander. <laughs> he was in a few things uh, that were okay. Fortress was pretty good. He was always kind of odd because he had that odd accent. 
and you know they would put him in uh, okay hail Caesar Caesar uh, I almost watched Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance the other night I was watching a lot of comic book stuff on YouTube and it got me in the mood to watch some uh, Ghost Rider but I've seen it before so many times I really like that one I like that one I think better than uh, the f- first one um, with Nick Cage Codge I would like to see Nick Cage um, show up in one of the Marvel movies as Ghost Rider. Because he always adds some weird shit to his stuff. Uh, let's see. The Sicilian, not very, not a very good movie, about Salvatore Giuliano. Just watch the movie Salvatore Giuliano if you want to. I've mentioned that before on the show. Uh, for you guys to seek that one out. It's really good uh, foreign movie. Well, depending on where you live, it's a foreign movie for me. Good, 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 good. What am I looking at here? John Glenn. Johnny, why'd you start podcasting today if you ain't got nothing to talk about? I got lots to talk about. Moonraker, Seawolves, he's an editor. <clears throat> He's tied a lot to these James Bond movies and uh, to the um, uh, music videos and stuff like that. He must maybe he was a second director on a lot of this stuff. Uh, not a lot of other crap. Just James Bond did a few of those James Bond movies. He was an editor on a lot of movies: Sea Wolves, Moonraker, Wild Geese. Lots of movies that I have watched and liked. Murphy's War with uh, Peter O'Toole. I haven't seen that one. I remember it used to be on um, WTBS on like a Saturday or Sunday mornings, and I never got around to watching it. So I'm going to bookmark that one. That's a Peter Yates uh, movie. So oh, let's see who else is in that one. I would imagine from from what I know about the movie, there's probably not a lot of people in it because I thought it, always thought it was just a... O'Toole on the, you know, crash landed on an island during World War II. Okay, let's get back out of here. I'm backing out. Beep, beep, beep. Sleepless in Seattle. Leaving Las Vegas. I was thinking the other day about leaving Las Vegas where um, uh, Nicolas Cage, when he first shows up in Vegas and goes to like a liquor store and has a uh, shopping cart and just fills it to the brim with bottles of liquor. And the guy behind the counter is like, you know, what the fuck? And when he told um, What's-Her-Face in the movie that uh, if she was going to be with him, the one thing she had to promise was that she would never, ever, ever uh, ask, tell, ask him not to drink or tell him he couldn't drink anymore. So we got off the track with Deborah Winger and, and Cannery Row, but I do want to watch that one. So I want to see, let's see, let's see if there's any place that... Um, you can watch that one for free. Because as I've stated before, I am a cheapskate. Cannery Row. There was something coming out uh, soon. Oh, I think it was the new Baki um, animated series is going to come out on Netflix. Uh, I don't know if it's at the end of this month. And uh, they're going to cover the whole Pickle Hanma uh, story which so I want to kind of see that 
already watched. Okay, all watch options. Of course, you got to pay for all these. Uh, Amazon Prime Video, $289 is not bad, though. Apple, $299 or Vudu. Um, so, you know, those aren't real expensive. So, you know, nice cheap rental. Uh, if it's two ninety nine, that's something you know to rent or buy. I could I could do that, but I just don't want to start you know renting a bunch of shit and getting into all these um, fucking um, subscriptions. Deborah Winger. What else was she in besides those movies that I liked? She's very cute in that. Whatever it is. Terms of Endearment was a tear, fucking jerker, but also very, it also was funny too. So don't just think it's like a, nothing but a tear jerker. It's a funny movie and it has a great cast. Um, actress. Mr. Corman. It's a TV series, 2021. Oh, she was on that, uh, The Patriot. She played the main guy's uh, mother in that, which is one of my favorite shows. Um, Patriot TV series. From 2015 to 2018, um, if you guys, if uh, I try and I really try to get people to watch this, Michael Dorman uh, is the main guy. Kirkwood Smith. Um, let's see who else. Terry O'Quinn. It just has such a great cast, uh, and everything about it is good. It is awesome. It's funny, and it's just so clever. I really love that show. I could watch it again right now. I think I have it. I think I actually bought it, the the um, the um, series. Let's see what else we got here. I forgot that she was in that. Uh, the Lovers. I like love. Love's good, but it can be a bitch, too. I'm going to take my shoes off. Ugh. You know, there's something about when you have, like, your tennis shoes and socks on, and even though, I mean, it's not hot or anything, but... Just after a while, you just want to let it all hang out. How can anyone? How can any nurse zombie carrying a poodle in E.T. the Extraterrestrial? She was uncredited. And that was right after Cannery Row. Officer and a Gentleman, she was really good. That was a really good movie. Terms of Endearment, really good. So she had uh, Urban Cowboy... Officer and Gentleman Terms of Endearment almost back-to-back, which all were good. Uh, Mike's Murder. I don't know what that is. It's a Deborah Winger show. Is um, this, this episode. It's her birthday. In L.A., a young woman tries to, undercover, uh, tries to uncover uh, what led to the brutal murder of her old flame and who killed him. I've never even heard of this one. Uh, probably Paul Winfield is always good. William Ostrander, was he in one of those fucking movies where they, like, kidnap and rape a woman for a long time that I hate? Uh, looks like one of those guys. What else was he in here? Well, I'm thinking of, like, uh, I Spit on Your Grave or the one uh, last house on the fucking rapey, rape, rape, rape. But I don't think that's him. It's somebody that I thought it was him. Let's see. What else was he in? Lou Grant. Okay. Uh, Moose. Oh, okay. I remember Moose on Lou Grant. Um, 
the Optimist striker. Uh, that was with um, what's his face? We covered that on the show. Steve Sandor. That's a good movie for you know low, kind of a low budget uh, post apocalyptic movie. I like Sandor. Uh, Christine. He played Buddy and Christine. Red Heat. Is that uh, Swatch Schwarzenegger? No. This is Linda Blair, Sylvia Cristel, and Sue Kyle. An American woman visiting her fiance in West Germany is caught up with a defecting spy and captured by those in the East. After a brutal interrogation, she is placed in a prison along with sadistic guards and inmates, and she tries to survive in a world of deprivation, rape, and rape. Her fiancé fights his own bureaucracy in order to, in an attempt to find her. That's 1985's Red Heat. Okay, I wonder if um, Sylvia Cristal, I was one. well... I was going to say, is she going to be like the uh, Ilsa, the Wicked Warden or something? But that might be this Elizabeth Volcom. But I, I'm not sure. This looks a bit sleazy. Sleazy, rest his head on a pillow made of concrete. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Collector and Ernst, uh, Ernst Ritter von Thumel. wonder if, okay, yeah, that's rated R. 4.8 out of 10. God damn, everything I'm looking at has really sucky ratings. Never seen that, though. Uh, let's see. Knott's Landing, North and South, book one. That had Patrick Swayze and um, David Carradine in it. Profiler. Uh, okay, this is that other guy. I thought I was going to say Deborah Winger was in this shit. I don't like those old movies that... Um, just have a ridiculous amount of sadism and rape in it. Like, uh, like I said, like uh, I spit on her grave and those ones, I don't know if it was like last house on the left. For some reason, that's what I keep thinking of where like these criminals kidnap a woman and brutalize them. And it's just like, it's such exploitation. They, they just literally make me fucking sick. Betrayed with, um, Tom Berenger and, um, Deborah Winger, I thought that was really good. Some people didn't like it. Uh, Black Widow, that was her and Teresa Russell and um, Dennis Hopper. Legal Eagles was uh, Deborah Winger and Robert Redford and uh, Daryl Hannah. A New York district attorney works and flirts with his adversary and her kooky artist client who is on trial for murder she didn't commit. Well, is that a fucking uh, spoiler there? Robert Redford, Deborah Winger, and Daryl Hannah. I think I saw that a long time ago, and I don't remember that much about it. Brian Dennehy, Stephen Hill, Terrence Stamp, nice cast. Roscoe Lee Brown, again, nice cast. Okay, I haven't seen that one in a long time. I always like Bob Redford, old Sundance. And Daryl Hannah was pretty hot back in the day. Everybody wins. Everybody wants some. I want some too. Angela, Deborah Winger, hires and lures P.I. Nick Nolte uh, to prove a convicted teenager is innocent of his uncle's murder. Well, I don't even remember this. Let me look at the trailer. 5.1 out of 10. Ah, fucking Jesus Christ. That raises a number of questions. 
doesn't. Nick looks pretty good in this. Oh, the cops know him too. In fact, they had him. Is she being coy with Nick Nolte? I think I saw this. Why? Well, is she trying to well, seduce sure. Nick? Everybody wins. Nineteen ninety. Between seduction. What if Nick Nolte smelled? Like beer. Between obsession and guilt. She's got a right to be upset. Between obsession and guilt. Know what your involvement is. I don't understand. You mean I can't be upset about an innocent man being put away? Behind the smokescreen of lies. The woman who has been feeding this garbage has been a hooker for years. You think you're better? Do you? The truth is waiting to be told. I don't want to spoil him. You know him? He rigs a murder case? He's got to be destroyed. Jerry doesn't live in. I like Nick. Nick was always good. Um. Especially when he had his shit together. Uh, Jack Warden, Will Patton, Deborah Winger. That I don't. I think I watched that, and because uh, I was kind of a Nick uh, completist at one time, and it wasn't very good. Kind of a uh, neo noir kind of. Yeah. Made in heaven. This looks. Okay, that's uh, Timothy Hutton, who I always liked. Kelly McGillis. Uh, who else? She was hot back in the day. Anna Wedgworth. Mar Winningham. Mayor Winningham. Maureen Stapleton. Don Murray. Amanda Plummer from uh, that Quentin Tarantino movie. Neil Young is in this. Tom Petty is in this. Rico Kasich. What is this deal? Uh, is this a comedy? After being dumped by his girlfriend, a boy runs away to California. But he ends up in heaven because he dies after trying to help a family from drowning in a river. In heaven, he'll meet a beautiful girl who has never, uh, who has never reincarnated before. Okay, so this is kind of an odd fucking movie. I didn't see Deborah was... Deborah, I thought this was Deborah Winger. It says Made in Heaven. Did she have like some kind of a part in this? Emmett Humbird. Or am I on some? Okay, no. As Emmett. Emmett Humber. But it says she's not even listed in the, in the cast. Emmett Humber. Let me see. Maybe, well, all cast and crew. I'm going to scroll down here. Maybe she was not uh, listed or something for some reason, like she was just helping out. Did she date? Um, for some reason, I was thinking maybe she dated Timothy Hutton. Um, okay, it says Deborah Winger. She's she's like at the very bottom of the cast list, past like Kid at River and Kid at River and Mother at River. And it says Emmett Humber. Let's see, did she date? I think she dated Timothy Hutton. Let's see. Deborah. Mora. Uh, Winger. Timothy Hutton. They have a son, I believe, here it says. What happened to Deborah Winger and Timothy Hutton? From 86 to 1990, Winger was married to Timothy Hutton, uh, with whom she had a son, Noah Hutton, 
a documentary filmmaker born in 1987. The marriage ended in divorce. Well, of course it did. But yeah, that, that for some reason, right, when I saw that, I was like, wait a minute. There's a connection there. Johnny, see, you guys, I'm, uh, you, I, I'm learning and you're learning with me. Isn't it fun? Ugh, Christ, how much time we got? <laughs> 40 minutes of nothing. Deborah Winger is not nothing. It's her birthday. There's her and Nick, Sheltering Sky. I wonder if her and Hutton made a movie together. Deborah Winger, John Malkovich, and Campbell Scott, who is George C. Scott's son. An American couple travel abroad to revitalize their relationship, but as the trip drags on, their attempt at recovering what they once had seems futile. Oh, that looks like shit. Doesn't look like it's eh, 6.7 out of 10, but I don't, for some reason, it just doesn't look like my bag. I thought that was John Candy, but it's not. It's Timothy Spall. If John Candy was in it, it might be good. A good. Reception. They ought to put on here reception. Dr. Zom has not seen this, but thinks it sucks. Wild Napalm. Leap of Faith. That's Steve Martin. I remember that. She was on Sesame Street as Deborah. Leap of Faith. Now, I heard this was good. It's one of those Steve Martin movies that I don't... Let's see. A fake faith healer, Jonas Nightingale, is stranded in a small town where he finds he can't fool all the people all the time. Lolita Davidovich. She was a hottie back in the day. Uh, Liam Neeson, Meatloaf. Lucas Haas, Philip Seymour Hoffman is in this. Uh, MC Ganey, who was in a lot of stuff, including uh, Con Air. Uh, he plays Swamp Thing in Con Air, I believe. Was he in Heat? I'm not sure. Anyway, this one, 6.1 out of 10. I'll tell you another good faith healer kind of a movie is Elmer Gantry with... Uh, uh, Burt Lancaster, if you haven't seen that one. Him and I think Shirley Jones. Steve Martino. Of the interstate. Take a whiff at what just walked in. Special today, steak. There are no fish, no ham, no spinach. Awful lot of nose there, Marva. No lip. If she wants me. I think you should stick with your body. It's the Marva Section 2. The white shirt, background. And you, sir, come up on stage and cure your backaches. You don't care what these people need. Your truck broke down and you're looking to cash in. I give my people a good show. Liam Neeson. Plenty of music. Yeah, I don't think this is a comedy. I think this is a serious movie, which... I feel a healing coming on. My sister's going to see your fake. Well, maybe I am and maybe I'm not. Get the job done. What difference does it make? I'm a fake. I fake doing this show. I don't even have it turned on right now. I'm just, I was thinking the other day, I was wondering if I had like a split personality, but I don't think I do. Like this dog, I don't even think, is there really a dog? Wild Napalm, Deborah Winger, Dennis Quaid, and Arliss Howard from 1993, 5.5 5 out of 10. They made a lot of movies that weren't very good back in the day. If you, if you go back into M. Emmett Walsh, uh, Dennis Quaid was okay, but sometimes that, you know, grinning fucking uh, charisma of his only goes so far. Uh, but he can be good. It's just when he, let's see, what's this about? 
Two brothers with secret power of starting fires with their minds reunite after years apart, only to find conflict with their differing lifestyles. So well, that's kind of weird. Wild napalm. Is that a comedy? Wife. Let's see. Let me watch the trailer. Try star. Almost sounds like a Stephen King movie. Same as usual. No excitement. A great wife. I don't know, Bert's an element tonight. In fact, right, everything seemed <gasps> great. Heads up! Until the day the circus came to town. They were rude. They were annoying. They Wilder. were brothers. You're a clown. <laughs> Good job. How's Biden? Still with me? I don't want to set the world on fire. I told you five years ago you married the wrong guy. Now that might be entertaining. Kind of um, a lighthearted comedy, uh, maybe a little love triangle action going on there between the two brothers and um, Deborah Winger. Who and they they have like a pyrotechnic kind of a, you know, fucking like I said like Stephen King fire starter powers maybe but not on that level I'm not sure uh, I bookmarked it so what the fuck a dangerous woman 1993 Stephen Gyllenhaal so that motherfucker has to be related to these two other jugheads. Uh, Maggie and Jake, because there's no way that that fucking last name that I, when I have to spell out their last name, I always have to look it up. Uh, Deborah Winger, Barbara Hershey of Hershey Highway. You were good in Paris, Trout, Hershey Highway. But you've seen a better days. Now you're in Black Swan when Kunis and Portman get it on. Gabriel Byrne. What's this about? A dangerous woman. Martha Horgan, a native uh, woman with intellectual impairment who lives with her aunt Frances in a small town, is known for always telling the truth. She works as a dry cleaner where her compulsive truth-telling leads her to report the boss to the boss that another employee has been stealing from the cash register. The thief in turn accuses Martha and she loses her job. Okay, Martha loses her job. In the meantime, a mysterious stranger named Mackie appears at Martha's residence. Ah, uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, so that, I don't want to fucking, that seemed like it went on forever. That must, the mysterious stranger must, maybe that's uh, Gabriel Byrne. Jake Gyllenhaal is in this, and so is Maggie Gyllenhaal. They're both in the movie that's directed by Stephen Gyllenhaal. Uh, Barbara Hershey, of course, Lori Metcalf, who was on Roseanne, um, Paul Dooley, who I believe is from Parkersburg, West Virginia, which is right up around where I grew up. You know, we used to go to the mall there almost every day of the fucking week. David Stathairn, I can never pronounce, I want to say Stathairn, but it's Strathairn. I like him a lot. Isn't this? Uh, I'm not sure that that's something I want to watch, though. It seems like it would be depressing or something, maybe. 
Who needs depression? Who needs depression? Uh, Shadowlands. Oh, that's a uh, what's his face? Anthony Hopkins, Deborah Winger. I kind of remember this, but I never watched it. Seven point four out of ten, so it gets a good uh, review ratio. C.S. Lewis, a well-renowned Christian theologian, writer, and professor, leads a passionless life until he meets a spirited poet, Joy Gresham from the U.S. And of course, that's Deborah Winger. Uh, anybody in this worth a shit? Probably just a bunch of limeys. Everybody but Deborah Winger. I shouldn't say that. I was a joke. So any of you people that are limeys, don't get mad at me. <sighs> That's one of those ones like uh, Cider House Rules or something that it's probably really good, but I don't know. Not in my wheelhouse, if you know what I'm saying. Forget Paris. Ellen. Deborah Winger, I mean, she's like 10 years older than me. So let's see. Mickey, an NBA referee, meets Ellen, an American airline official in Paris. It develops into a relationship of ups and downs. Billy Crystal was writer and director, and he stars in this and has Deborah Winger and Joe Montaigne, who I don't, I never really liked. Uh, William Hickey is in this. John Spencer is always good. He was in The Rock with uh, what's his face? Uh, Sean Connery. And Nicholas Cage. And Kathy Moriarty is in this also. Bill Walton, the basketball player. Charles Barkley, Marv Albert, announcer. David Robinson, basketball player. This was rated how? 6.5 out of 10? I mean, Billy Crystal might. Billy Crystal likes sports, so, you know. And he's a comedian. Oh, I like that woman. What's her name? She's she was always in a lot of uh, maybe like Woody Allen movies and stuff. What is her name? Julie Kavner. She was always good. She has a really distinct uh, way of speaking, like a New York kind of a deal. There's Kareem J- Abdul Jabbar is in this too. <laughs> Looks kind of funny. I wonder if I have um, chronic fatigue. Oh, my back. <sighs> I'm cracking a little bit. I can probably, I mean, that would be a good one for, like, you know, like I said, you know, your wife or your uh, girlfriend or mom or sister or something, go go to, or watch that with them, you know? I mean, there are some wives, moms, girlfriends, and sisters that are cousins or whatever that are, uh, <coughs> might watch a kung fu movie with you or something like that. But for the most part, I have found the ladies that I, um, gravitate to you know they'll endure it but they don't really enjoy it i'm trying to think my mom and i watch have watched some series and stuff like that and my sister will watch some some uh uh, good action and um things like that uh divine rapture deborah winger episode i'm sure you all are enthralled who's in this piece of shit marlon brando's in this too 
1995, an unfinished film about a woman in a remote village who dies only to rise from her coffin during the funeral. The woman is heralded as a saint, although it turns out she has a rare disorder that slows her heart rate. <laughs> okay, Deborah Winger, Marlon Brando, and Johnny Deppy. Unfinished. Is there a tra- There's no trailer, I don't think. Uh, Marlon Brando and Johnny Depp sort of had a little bit of a connection there, I think, at one time with the... Uh, what was the one about uh, Don Juan DeMarco? Gabriel Byrne is also in this. So I wonder, did him and Deborah Winger have something? Gabriel Byrne, Deborah Winger. Probably not. I'm grasping at straws. I just, there's a couple movies there that they were in together. So I thought maybe they might have a relationship of some sort. Just look at you, sitting there. I have something. Richard Harris is in this, too. Richard Harris. But it's uh, 6.6 out of 10, so how could somebody review it if it's an unfinished film? Where's the trivia? Let me see what's going on with this piece of, this pile of shit. A headstone stands in Ballycotton's Main Street, erected by local potter Stephen Pierce, marking the event. It reads, Divine Rapture, born July 1995, uh, or July 10th, 1995, died July 23rd, 1990. The movie had such an array of talent at the time of shooting in Ireland that Johnny Depp had expressed a desire to work on the film in any role, so as to work with his great friend Marlon Brando. Unfortunately, somehow, someone had misappropriated the funds required to pay the bills outstanding to all suppliers plus local business people. To continue shooting was therefore out of the question. Uh, employed by the movie were eventually, or employees, let's see, what's it say? First Effects and the special effects company employed for the movie were eventually paid and also other outstanding debts brought on by the misappropriation of funds. But... So I guess it somebody stole the money. They probably gave it all to fucking Brando. Ugh. And um, that dumb fucker probably, uh, it was probably like Apocalypse Now where they said they'd pay him a million dollars a day or a million dollars a week or something like that for three weeks. And then he stalled and stalled and stalled and drove Francis Ford Coppola insane. And they had to pay him. Let's see. I got fucked. I fucked up my thingy. You didn't know what you were looking for till you heard the voices in your air, bitch. Okay. So Deborah Winger had that real hot streak there. And, I, you know, like I said, Forget Paris, I think, did fairly well. I, I kind of remember. Big Bad Love. But she never hit the, you know, as big as she did in um, those other ones. Big Bad Love. Barlow is a hard-drinking, heavy-smoking, long-haired, deeply unhappy aspiring writer who pulls a dozen rejection slips out of a mailbox every day while trying to get through life with some some semblance of a purpose. Arliss Howard, he directed and was one of the writers and starred in this with Deborah Winger and Paul Lamatt. I like Paul Lamatt. He was in um, uh, the movie about uh, with George Lucas, uh, American Graffiti. 
Roseanne Arquette, Michael Parks is in this. Angie Dickinson, she was a dish. Uh, oh, God, for a long time. This looks, I mean, well, I don't know. It's got a good cast, but 5.8 out of 10. Doesn't look too good to me. Was this a, t no, it's rated R. I was going to say, I thought maybe it was a TV show. Arless. Arless was a TV show, but it wasn't this. Okay, I don't know if I want to see that one or not. <sighs> Getting tired. Okay, can I, should I end it in an hour and still not talk about any of the movies that I watch? Let's see. Let's let's get off of Deborah Winger because, I mean, now we're getting into some stuff that's just kind of not that great, and, and there's a lot more. So let me go and look at some of the stuff that I watched here. There wasn't a lot. Um, I Am Legend with Will Smith. Okay, yeah. Now, now I have such a bad taste in my mouth with Will Smith after he slapped Chris Rock on the Oscars that I like this movie, but I, I just really, man, he really puts such a bad taste in my mouth that I'm, I'm just kind of like, Egh. but I really like this movie. It has a dog in it. So that's always good. Um, of course, you know, it's connected to, uh, Charlton Heston movie, Omega man. And the Vincent Price movie, I think it was The Last Man on Earth or whatever, um, has a connection to both of those, uh, the book and everything. Uh, again, I agree with some of you other uh, Sylvan Goldies uh, that the uh, CGI was pretty bad on this, and, and they should go back and redo it uh, with the Munsters. Uh, let's see. There's a movie coming out called The Creator. Um let me look that one up because I saw I watched the trailer and it looked pretty good. Sci-fi movie. And it's coming out this year. 2023. Um, a post-apocalyptic thriller involving a future imp impacted by a war between humans and artificial intelligence. Stars Allison Janney, Gemma Chan, Ralph Innocent. And what's that one dude's name that I like? Uh, Ken Watanabe. I always like him. Um, who else? But it looks like a pretty good science fiction movie. Good special effects. World building kind of a deal. Um, when's it coming out? This is directed by Gareth Edwards. And written by Gareth Edwards and Chris Weiss. Does it have a date? It was announced February, let's see. Uh, no, 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 no. It was announced that in uh, February 2020 that director Gareth Evans had filmed his follow-up to Rogue One, a Star Wars story, in an untitled uh, uh, project for New Regency. Uh, the project original idea, blah, 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 blah. Last update... Well, I saw the trailer and it said it was coming out. Let's see what it, what's going on here. What's heaven? It's a peaceful place in the sky. Are you going to heaven? No. With some Aerosmith. Why not? You're really a good person to go to heaven. September 29th. created to protect us, detonated a nuclear warhead in Las 
Los Angeles. As long as AI is a threat, we will never stop hunting them. This is a fight for our very existence. Huh. Whatever's in there, they're sure worried about someone getting in. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, they're getting out. Oh, looks like the Red Queen from uh, Resident Evil. in the shellish kind of a deal there too okay that looked pretty good i'm glad i watched the trailer again dream my own motherfucker prisoners with uh, jake gyllenhaal and uh viola davis and Huge Jackman, uh, Terrence Howard, Melissa Leo, and Paul Dano is a fucking weirdo. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. Um, I I like it. I uh, it really twists you around. Um, kind of puts you in that position of um, you know the whole torture thing, and um. I don't know, you know, because, well, I mean, if people haven't seen it, I don't want to go too deep into it. But I uh, I thought Hugh Jackman, this is probably uh, this one and the magician one, <laughs> the magician one with Hugh Jackman. Well, I liked him in the fucking Wolverine uh, movie too. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Now I'm going to have that fucking, um, what you call it, um, Aerosmith movie stuck in my fucking head. Uh, Les Miserables. I never saw Les Miserables. I liked uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. I liked Logan. Um, he was good in all those. But um, why am I over here looking at the Hugh Jackman shit when I said I wanted to just... But anyway, and then uh, The Northmen. Uh, again, that was a it's pretty good Viking movie. Uh, you got some... Um, not, I mean, it's another one kind of like prisoners where you have like a, uh, a kind of a twist where somebody is on a vengeance, uh, 
like Quest, uh, it was like Hugh Jackman in Prisoners, wasn't as much a vengeance thing as it was he was trying to find his daughter, but still, if he thought the guy was the kidnapper, you know, doing that shit to him and everything was probably, you got, it got your bloodlust up for revenge and everything, but then it kind of twists you around. Uh, the end of this was, I thought it was pretty good if, you, if you're if you into like the whole Viking kind of a thing with uh, Valhalla and stuff like that. The uh, the very end of it uh, with the battle at the end um, was, it was kind of, it was almost like kind of like a supernatural kind of a, of a thing, kind of a battle. And then of course the aftermath of it and everything, but it had a really good cast. <gasps> Dig it. That's a hiccup. Um, Mr. Frost has a Terry Talks movie. Movies, um, video that just came out on uh, YouTube, exploring Toho's classic science fiction films, The Mysterians and The Battle in Outer Space. So I recommend that. All his videos are good. If you go over there and you can, you want to uh, binge watch a whole bunch of them. I uh, watched a really good video uh, called Cruising, The Danger of Indifference. Uh, <coughs> it talks a lot about... Um, the at the movie cruising and how it was so fucking like Friedkin, how he put it together and why he put it together the way he did and his excuses for why it was either really super fucked up and how it didn't really make sense. Um, I always liked how he kind of uh, moved, used different voices for different characters at different times, different faces for the killer at different times of different of different characters that you know through the movie. But then again, when they're when you're watching this video and they point out a lot of the stuff, it really doesn't make sense. <laughs> and what they're what he's trying to say at the end with Pacino and everything, but also the view of the gay culture and gay community at that time and how they felt about the movie and how um, the movie kind of uh, why they didn't like it and protested against it, which is also in the um, the add-on to the movie that they did with Friedkin and all the people that were in it, uh, which I also watched again too. Um, you know, it's kind of like uh, when you're not in that community, uh, you may not see things the way you, like I was kind of like, okay, well, wait a minute there. They even put at the beginning of the movie, a disclaimer that this wasn't, uh, you know, they weren't trying to say this was, you know, the whole gay community or it's just one subsection of it, the BDSM, community and everything. But then when I watched this video, which again is called cruising the danger of indifference, uh, kind of pointed out some of the reasons why, if you were in the, the, uh, gay, um, community, um, again, the, the danger of indifference, how people, you know, gay men, women, transgender people would be brutalized, uh, and, you know, and uh, also murdered and because of who they were, because they were gay or transgender or lesbian or whatever, that um, there was not an outrage or a shock that it would be if it was just some, you know, uh, middle class, uh, you know, white girl, uh, Christian, you know, waspy kind of a person that it happened to was happening to. And of course, the brutality against the community by the actual police their indifference and the brutality against them when they would shake down the, the bars and everything like that. 
Uh, let's see. Brian watched uh, Duel with um, the Steven Spielberg movie with Dennis Weaver, uh, which I was telling him, you know, I remember watching this with my parents on TV when we were, you know, kids. And without a doubt, just about everybody, you know, that we were all watching it, thought it was horrible. And it was like, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, nothing happens and blah, 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 and everything. But then watching it just maybe like a year or two ago on, uh, I don't know if it was on Amazon or what it was on, uh, that I really liked it uh, this time, watching it from an, a more mature perspective and, you know, uh, being a movie person. I really liked it this time and would watch it again. Uh, found some good um, uh, Japanese um, uh, classic movies uh, on YouTube in full with English subtitles. Uh, I posted the links on the Sylvan Gold page. Uh, Sengoku Buraya, Bur- uh, A Sword for Hire uh, from 1952. Uh, that was directed by Ingaki Hiroshi and written by Hiroshi Ingaki, of course, same guy, and Akira Kurosawa. Uh, the other one was 47 Ronin from 1941. Um, this is a really long movie, I believe. I, I remember it's like, like three hours and 47 minutes or something. Uh, Genroku Chusingura, The Treasure of Loyal Retainers of the oh shit I can't see what it says uh, view insights oh that's insights for the page not for that oh god damn it now I gotta go all the way back down snort you dummy every time when I look in the mirror I see my fat face let's see uh, the quiet duel now this is one that when I, I posted something on gentleman's guide to midnight cinema with a picture from a uh, the uh, Great White Buffalo with Charlton, not Charlton, with Charles Bronson. And in the movie, uh, Charles Bronson, who plays Wild Bill Hickok, has, I believe, um, if it's gonorrhea or what he has, uh, it's the one that affects your eyes, uh, makes you, uh, it, like your uh, eyesight. Uh, you, you can't take, like, bright light. STD, bright light. Is that uh, Charlton his or chlamydia or gonorrhea? I think it was gonorrhea. Uh, are the most common STIs, uh, and both can cause conjunctivitis. The infection gets into the eyes either directly or through genital fluids such as semen. And when infected, people uh, rub their eyes after touching infected areas of the genitals. And I guess it, it uh, messes with your vision and makes your uh, can cause blindness and um, uh, makes you like uh, you don't like uh, bright light. So uh, while Bill in Great White Buffalo wears sunglasses the whole time. And I posted a thing on Gentleman's Guide, you know, other movies where the main character in a movie um, has an STI. I always want to say STD. I didn't know that STI was the new way to say it. Uh, but somebody mentioned this movie, The Quiet Duel, uh, and um, from 1949, 
Shinzurikanaru Keto. Let's look this up real quick and I'll give you a synopsis. Because I immediately went on YouTube to see if I could find it. And there it was in full. So I need to watch it. The Quiet Duel. Chishiro Mafune, who I love. is a Akira Kurosawa movie. A surgeon gets syphilis from a patient when he cuts himself during an operation. The doctor's life is destroyed, but unlike the patient, he doesn't destroy others along with him. So that's a you know it was an intriguing uh, you know storyline, and that's one that I really want to. Maybe I'll watch it as soon as I get off here. Um, but I did find it, and I posted the link on uh, Solvin Gold webpage. So if you want to watch it, follow along and watch it with me. I started reading the uh, book uh, Cruising by Gerald Walker. Um, and so far, I will say, okay, it's not... it. Uh, Friedkin is the one that put it in the leather community. And so far, it just takes place in gay bars and where, uh, gay hangouts. And also the... Um, uh, which uh, I think I've read before, of course. Um, Al Pacino's character was supposed to be straight out of the police academy. That's why in the movie, when he goes to meet um, his boss, um, he is wearing an all-gray uniform, and that is a cadet's uniform straight out of the academy. And um, so, but he is... Um, He is supposed to only be like 19, 20 years old. And um, Pacino uh, was like fucking 44 or something. And um, the Paul Sorvino um, character of Edelson is supposed to kind of be like a father figure, like an older character. And in the book, he doesn't look anything like Paul Sorvino. He's like a real little little mousy guy, I think like bald head and skinny guy, but who had been on the police force for a long time. And in, in reality, uh, Al Pacino is only like one year younger than Paul Sorvino. So you had that. Um, but also Al Pacino's character is really racist and really, um, he's super homophobic. He's really racist and also kind of, a uh, anti-Semitic, and, uh, you know, just kind of a, a macho, kind of a, a jerk, kind of a guy, kind of a dummy. Um, so I, I, I haven't got into it super far, but that's what I've gotten out of it so far. Uh, I need to get back to it. Of course, I've got all these things to fucking read and, and even on my uh, iPad and comics and stuff like that. So I'll get off on a tangent. Uh, I watched The Perfect Getaway uh, with Steve Zahn, Mila Jovovich, and Timothy Oliphant. Uh, and also Chris Hemsworth. Um, it's weird watching this when you know the twist because I haven't watched it in a long time, but I'm watching it knowing the twist from the very beginning. So I'm seeing things that you would just let slide if you, like the first time I saw it, and I didn't know what was going on. But now that I know uh, when I'm watching it, you know, you're there were breadcrumbs throughout the entire fucking movie when you know what's going to happen that you're like, uh, okay. So it kind of takes away from it. 
but it also is another it's another viewing experience it's just a different experience knowing what you know <laughs> um let's see what else here cosmos uh war of planets i thought this was pretty good it was also on youtube and i think i put the link on um on uh silver and gold group um Low budget. Um, let's see here. That's a TV show. Seventy-seven. That's not what I want. Daddy-o. It was under an. It was another name. It had more than one name. Now I'll have a hard time finding it. Probably. Yeah, shit. Nineteen seventy-eight film. There it is. Okay. I just want to get the cast down so I can tell you who's in it and everything. Um, this is nineteen. Well, it says nineteen seventy-eight, but then this one down here says nineteen seventy-seven, and the other thing said it's uh, seventy-six. So it just uh, it's also known as just War of Planets. Uh, but also Cosmos, War of Planets. And I thought it was pretty entertaining. Again, it's low, low budget and, you know, uh, as far as the, all, the, all the special effects, but I really enjoyed it. Um, let's see, the synopsis here. A strange signal arrives on Earth, uh, disturbing all communications while a UFO appears above the Antarctic. Captain Alex Hamilton is sent with his spaceship and crew to the space outside of the solar system to find the origin of the signal. They reach an unknown planet where a giant robot enslaved a whole population of humanoids by taking their psychic energies. The robots got his eyes on Earth, too. Um, kind of, I was, I, for some reason, wanted to say it almost felt like a, kind of like a Star Trek, the original series sort of a feel episode. You have, um, uh, John Richardson as Captain Fred Hamilton, uh, Yanti Somner or Salmer, Charles Boromel, <laughs> Katia Christine. What was this? Looks like she was in a porno movie or something. Wait a minute, let me look. What else was she in? Chips. <laughs> uh, she must have been in like she was like a hot chick, a very blonde hot chick. What else was she in? Anything good? War of Planets. Return of the Saint. TV, TV, Chips. TV, Knight Rider. Trapper John MD. Fall Guy. Lots of TV. Riot in a Woman's Prison. Lover of the Monster. <laughs> the Hand that Feeds the Dead. They Still Call Me Amen. The Designated Victim, Pussycat, Pussycat, I Love You, Yes, I Do, You and Your Pussycat Lips, Wow, Wow, you guys probably know her because she was in a lot of, uh, looks like a lot of Euro um, 
low budget Euro movies, but some of them look pretty good. Like ones that you would want to go and watch. And she was a hottie. Let me just bookmark her and I'll go back and find some other stuff. But this was pretty entertaining. Like I said, like a low budget, uh, old fashioned sci-fi movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, watched a bunch of Frank Zappa interviews, uh, some about his music, but a lot about, uh, politics, uh, his politics and everything, which I was pretty, you know, um, uh, kind of mirror a little bit. Another uh, Terry Talks movies, Eating Food of the Gods on the Night of the Lepus, 1970s eco-horror fun. Looks like that would be a good one. I also found uh, the movie One on One with Robbie Benson, a uh, college basketball movie, which is really good. In It's in full on YouTube. Very good movie. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's the actual, I was going to say, uh, My Neck, My Back, Silver and Gold. That was the last episode I just did. Uh, I have not watched this movie yet, but I'm going to find it and watch it. It's uh, Andrea's uh, Krakowski's Looking for Paladin with Ben Gazzara. I was just going back through and finding some um, uh, stuff with Ben Gazzara in it that I had not seen. And that was like a newer one. It must have been like one of his last movies. Uh, watched uh, Eyes Wide Shut with uh, Nicole Kidman and Stanley Kubrick, and I will say this: Stanley Kubrick must have been must have been whacking off to Nicole Kidman because there were there were like some shots at the very beginning, and she looked spectacular, uh, naked. I mean, you know, um, just long legs and just slim, slender, slim body and everything. But there, I, I know this movie had like a lot of sex in it and uh, revolved around sexual situations and consequences and things like that. But there were a couple of shots there when they talk about um, the Star Trek movie um, where, let's see. um, I got my mind set on you. Set on you, set on you, set on you, but it's going to take a money. What was her name? I, I really, uh, the hot chick uh, that I find very attractive. Anyway, God damn it. You dumb motherfucker. Can't, you can't think. I'm just drawing a blank because I'm stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> don't hold it against me. Oh, Into the Darkness. Okay, that's what it was. And it's, um, what's her name? Not Zoe. Benedict Cumberbatch. Alice Eve. Okay, what I was going to say is you hear all these people bitch about uh, Star Trek Into the Darkness and the shot of Alice Eve and her uh, uh, brawn panties and what oh, it was so gross, such a grotesque, it wasn't needed or anything. Well, let me tell you something Stanley Kubrick, that those shots of Nicole Kidman at the very beginning of uh, of uh, Eyes Wide Shut are right along the same, same uh, level to me. Um, I watched New Rose Hotel with Christopher Walken, Willem Dafoe, and Asia Argento, and this is um, uh, what's his face. The guy that makes all the sleazy ass movies. <laughs> ah, 
damn it, Abel Ferrara. Um, this was not my favorite movie by uh, Abel Ferrara, and uh, I thought it was pretty crappy. Um, I don't know. I was really, uh, with the cast, um, with Willem Dafoe and Christopher Walken, I thought, oh, man, I really want to see this, and um, I made it through it. It was sleazy, but I, I didn't think it was very good. Um, what's this? The Chocolate War. Chris uh, of the group posted that from 2023. Have not seen it. I don't know anything about it. I'm starting to get the hiccups, so it might be time to quit. It might be time to quit anyway. And I watched Charlie Varick again. I can't remember if I... I think... I don't think I talked about it, but I watched Char- Charlie Varick again, uh, The Last of the Independents. Great movie, great cast. I enjoyed watching it all the way through again. Uh, everybody in it's really good. John Vernon, uh, Joe Don Baker. Um, okay. Uh, Cyborg 2087. It's a pretty good low-budget movie. Um low-budget sci-fi movie. It's one of those ones that um, when they make a sci-fi movie, but the guy like goes back in time so or a different dimension, and he ends up on Earth uh, in, of course, modern times. And then, uh, so it probably makes it a lot cheaper to, you know, shoot the film. Because you're not having, you know, you really didn't have a lot of special effects. Uh, and again, again, I like watching these kind of movies because uh, watching uh, the special effects that they used at the time and, you know, working with what they had to work with, and they still did a good job. It's a pretty good story. Um, Earth's civilization of the future sends a cyborg back to the 1960s to change the future because... Uh, in modern times, which at that time, say it was uh, 1966, uh, this um, scientist and his you know helpers and stuff, uh, they create a radio telepathy. Um, they s- somehow stumble on it and create what they call radio telepathy. And um, this will lead to, you know, I guess probably like... Uh, uh, like AI or something like that controlling, um, you know, the earth and humanity and everything. And so they do send the cyborg back who is Michael Rennie um, to go back and uh, keep this um, experiment from, and its conclusions from coming out. Stop, he had to stop this press conference where they're going to, uh, tell the um, military and everything that they've discovered this. And it's pretty, like I said, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Who else is in this? Wendell Corey, uh, Warren Stevens, Harry Carey Jr., um, Adam O'Rourke, or Adam Rourke, who was in Dirty Mary Crazy Larry. I didn't realize he was in that. So we have to go back and, uh, and John Beck is also in this. Uh, there were some, some dancing in this where some kids, you know, go back to their parents' house and uh, put some records on the record player and do some uh, wild, crazy dancing, which is pretty pretty funny, but it's fun to watch. Uh, again, this is a good, pretty good movie. It's on YouTube, I believe. So, um, so I think I put the uh, link to it on there if you want to check it out. 
Uh, Wake and Fright. Um, this stars Donald Pleasance, Gary Bond, Chips Rafferty, and Sylvia Kay. Um, I'll be honest with you. This is a really good movie. And uh, for the time... Um, 1971, it shows, you know, what life was like, I think, at least in that area uh, in Australia. I know somebody posted on there that it's uh, it's kind of how it even is today. Um, the one problem that I had with this, uh, I mean, a big problem that I had with this one, not that it's a bad movie in any way or anything, but um, I really had a problem with... Um, the killing of the kangaroos, the, the, uh, the shooting. And, uh, I just, uh, it turned me off so much that I actually turned the movie off. Um, at one point because it was just so, I don't know. I, I, God, I, I, I haven't watched or looked at any of the trivia to see if they were really killing kangaroos. It looked like they were, and it just made me sick to my fucking stomach. And I, I'm an animal lover, and I hated it. And I know I'm probably supposed to hated it, but I hated it to the point where I didn't even want to watch the fucking movie because I thought, you know, man. And it's kind of like, I mean, it's not as bad. Uh, you see a lot of movies like the old westerns and stuff where they would put in at the in the movie, you know, no animals were hurt while making this movie because before that they would have like make these cowboy movies, westerns and stuff, and they would. You know, they, a lot of horses would get killed or their legs would get broken. They'd have to put them down and stuff. But it looked like they were really shooting and killing these uh, these kangaroos just on a whim. And I know over there at one point, at one time, at least, you know, it's kind of like over here with uh, whether it's coyotes or the feral hogs and stuff like that, where people justify killing them, you know, because of overpopulation or something like that. And it's still, I, I mean, I don't care. It just bothers me to the point where I just don't want to even, you know, I, 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 let me look that up and see if. Producer's photography of the hunting scenes in the film took place during an actual kangaroo hunt conducted by licensed professional hunters. No kangaroos were killed expressly for the motion picture, but they were still out there fucking, and they just, they shot it. And it just, I don't know. I'm sorry, but, you know, uh, I respect life. I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get off on a, on a tangent here or whatever, but, you know, it just makes me sick. And I didn't like that at all, so... Um, yeah, it, it kind of put me in the same mind of what, like I said, when I was talking about watching some of those movies where, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, exploitative rape, uh, and murder movies, like I spit on her grave and stuff like that kind of make me sick. Uh, and even just talking about it now about both of those, about that movie and wake and fright with the, the, the animal killing scenes in that just, it just disgusts me. Um, let's see here. What else do we have here? I watched a video about uh, Christy Canyon getting interviewed about the uh, uh, pornographic film. Of course, she's a pornographic film star back in the 80s. And uh, now I think she has, I don't know if she has a podcast or she has a show or something. Maybe it's just on YouTube. But they were interviewing her and they were talking about another pornographic uh, film 
actor Mark Wallace, who was big back in the day. And I had to, I didn't know what they were talking about. They were talking to her about how she felt about him after all this stuff came out. And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Well, apparently he had, uh, I think he had AIDS and it was, or I think it was AIDS, HIV. Uh, and he didn't tell anybody. And so, um, uh, for, and there was another actor, um, here just, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but it was in the modern times. And the guy I think had, uh, wasn't chlamydia. It was, it was gonorrhea or what it was. And he never told anybody and was, you know, shooting scenes. And then of course, John Holmes, uh, he found out that he had uh, AIDS and was still, uh, making gay and heterosexual adult films for a period of time. Uh, so they were asking her what she thought about it. And, um, of course he didn't give it to her. So, cause I, I don't think she, but she said she always liked him and he was a nice guy and everything. And, you know, so I don't know. I watched, uh, the Andromeda strain. And I think I talked about that on the last show and, uh, not Andromeda strain. Uh, the, um, Oh, um, Neptune factor. And I talked about that on the last show. So we have completed, we are have completed the episode. So I'm going to get off here and, uh, don't feel horrible. My back is still a little bit racked up, but not too bad that I couldn't finish it. But again, um, thanks for listening and I'll hopefully I'll be able to get this out to you here in just a few minutes. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else I want to cover while I'm on. So I'm just going to sign off and, uh, thanks for the support. Talk to you later, peoples. Bye.